Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Let's go now to Sean Sachs, senior researcher at NGO Monitor. And the question we're asking is, do we have international organizations under Hamas's control? Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Not too bad, thanks. How are you? Great. All good. Thank you so much. So, Sean, do we have international organizations under the control of Hamas? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say under the control of Hamas, but the situation is very clear that since at least 2006, Hamas has had ultimate control over the West Bank. That means yes. anything that goes into the West Bank from cash for financial aid to d- building material to electronic material to food stuff to cement everything and anything, whether it comes from a, a government or from a human rights NGO or from a development organization, has to go through some type of Hamas authority. That means Hamas will invariably skim some of the material off the top, will demand that tax extra taxes are paid, and will able to divert a significant amount of the resources to their own benefit. And that is across the board, and virtually everyone actually admits that that is the reality and has been the reality in Gaza for almost the last 20 years. So even when we see agencies such as the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine refugees in the Near East, this is a huge, effectively multinational supported um, agency. And yet they're also under the influence or having to almost to pay taxes to Hamas. What can be done about this, if anything? Okay, so uh, as you said... The- Okay, so the United Nations Workers Relief Agency Mm. for Palestine, or UNRWA, they are a completely separate and almost independent UN body that was set up in 1948-49, specifically to deal with the issue of Palestinian refugees. They are the the largest employer of United Nations personnel, and they employ thousands of Palestinians, many of which are actually either Hamas members politically, some are even Hamas members in the fighting organization, and many of the others who are, are possibly independent are big supporters of Hamas, and we see that by their online presence, by their support of the October 7 massacres, etc. So, whereas we speak about aid organizations being, um, shall we say, affected by Hamas, UNRWA, yes, as an organization, it is completely saturated with Hamas sympathizers at best and Hamas activists at worst. Is a completely, completely defunct and should be an organization that should have been cancelled many, many years ago. What, what, in your opinion, is the reason that it hasn't been cancelled? Why are they still operating? Uh, the main reason it still operates is because their mandate, which was given uh, 75 years ago, was created to perpetuate the Palestinian refugee problem, and unfortunately. Only now many European governments who are the main backers 
of, you, of, of UNRWA are only now starting to question why is it that for every other refugee around the world, there is the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. Yes. And they have a specific criteria and a specific way of dealing with the refugees. But for United, for Palestinian refugees, there's a completely different organization with a massive budget, a completely over-the-top um, employment record, and they work independently of any other refugee problem with their own criteria and a massively inflated budget. It is, it is time for the Western world, which are funding this scam, to wake up and realize that all refu- if this is indeed a, re- a real refugee issue, all refugees need to be treated equally. You can't say Palestinian refugees need to get a, an abundance of budget that is completely uh, beyond any reproach, that has zero accountability and an organization that is saturated with Hamas membership. So who, who do you believe is pulling the strings behind UNRWA? Um, it's not about anybody pulling the strings behind UNRWA. It's an organization that has existed for 75 years ago right. in perpetuity. It just It's one of those things that it's almost too big to fail, if I can use the cliche. Right. It's collected and wasted billions and billions and billions. And many donors are saying, well, maybe if we just throw more money at the problem, it'll sort sort itself out. And that has been the unfortunate uh, the circle of this situation for the last 75 years is, well, it's corrupt, we know, so let's give it more money to try and deal with the corruption. It makes it worse, so we'll throw more money at the problem, which makes it more corrupt, until eventually it's just too big to fail. Right. Who are the main supporters? Are there any particular countries that are uh, primary supporters of UNRWA, or is it just a general budget that's given to them? Right, so this is where the, the interesting thing, the primary support is the Europe. Union, right. then the United States, and then various European donors after that, after European donor states. So many European states are actually funding UNRWA twice, once via the EU and then again via their own country. The United States is the second largest individual donor, which is also huge. Um, and ironically, many of the Arab states have even have completely withdrawn their funding or dwindled it down significantly. So this is a Middle East or Palestinian problem that is supported in perpetuity by European funding. And it's been perpetuating the Palestinians' own problem because there's no, there's no real interest to stop supporting uh, this cause or keeping them as, as refugees if the, all of this funding is coming right. through. That's exactly the problem. Whereas every other refugee situation in the world since the end of World War II, there is a significant. You try and find a solution. You try and resettle the population. You try and develop the population. Give them work in in, in new countries, new opportunities. UNRWA's specific job is set up to create a Palestinian problem, a Palestinian refugee crisis, in perpetuity, right. forever. Yes. So they, they they can keep creating the problem to keep reaping in the cash effectively. And not only that, it also takes away much of the the onus on the on the host countries. Right. For example, Lebanon has specific laws that against Palestinians becoming citizens, against Palestinians receiving certain opportunities against Palestinians learning in certain institutions. If I may, it would a real discrimination against Palestinians because they know Palestinians will be funded yes. in their refugee camps by UNRWA. So right. Lebanon says, well, we're not responsible. We will not take them as 
as citizens. We won't even offer them real jobs or opportunities or even places to live because it's UNRWA's problem and UNRWA will perpetually be funded by the United Nations and the European Union. So it's not our problem. We can continue to discriminate against them because they're Palestinian refugees. Is there anything that can be done to deal with UNRWA and to move them into the the U, to have the United Nations deal with them, basically, along with all the other refugee groups well, around the world? Unfortunately, this is one of those situations where South Africa's ability is limited because right. South Africa has quite, the South African government has bought into the scam. Um, ironically, they bought into the scam of supporting the Palestinian refugees, but they won't pay for it. Um, the most important thing is. The European countries themselves, the European Union, Sweden, Denmark, the Netherlands, and many other European countries need to, many governments are slowly starting to wake up to the problems of the United, of UNRWA, of its corruption, of its saturation with Hamas membership, and the fact that it perpetuates the problem rather than finds a solution. Right. Sean, thank you so much for your time. Unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today. Sean Sachs, senior researcher at the NGO Monitor, discussing our international organizations under the control of Hamas.